0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Justin Soderbergh back for another episode of the Capes and Tights podcast right here on capesandtights.com. This week, we have New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Graham Jones, here to talk about his creation over at IDW, Earth Divers, uh, the comic book series out now about trying to go back in time and kill christopher columbus we also talk about his other novels there's over nearly 30 novels on this podcast as well as a bunch of random stuff here on capes and tights but make sure you follow us on facebook instagram and twitter and visit capesandtights.com for more on comic book world including a review of earth divers number one and check out earth divers number two in stores today a wednesday november 2nd over at idw uh, and enjoy everybody this is Stephen Graham Jones, New York Times bestselling author and creator of Earth Divers. Welcome, Stephen. How are you? I'm great. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Yeah, it's uh, Halloween, right?
1: Yeah, no, it's my day, man.
0: <laughs> exactly i have a buddy of mine who's uh uh, uh wedding anniversaries today and another buddy of mine whose uh, wife's uh birthday is today so last night they had like oh, a birthday man. party halloween thing uh, he owns oh, a wow. restaurant in uh, in town and they had that kind of thing it's like um, my buddy who uh, his name is joseph schmalky i don't know if you know him at all but he uh, is yeah. a uh, a writer artist from maine he uh-huh. uh is he just released a comp because seven years in darkness, or it's coming out on CEX. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's the one. And at their wedding, they dressed up as Halloween, like in, in costumes nice. for their wedding. Nice. So yeah, oh, man. That's it's nice. his time of year for sure. He starts watching Halloween movies in like middle of September. <laughs> 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 nice. But, nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna chat here, and uh, uh, you know, I honestly will tell you right now, I first learned about you. Uh, Mm -hmm. when someone reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to take a look at your comic book. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's always fun doing that because I get to learn about new people that I didn't end up falling in love with their work. And Mm -hmm. so (laughs) my wife was like, how did you get into this dude? And I'm like, listen, (laughs) it works out that way. And I ended up starting reading all kinds of stuff. But um, you obviously, like we mentioned, before you started recording, you live in uh, Boulder, Colorado. Uh, Mm -hmm. But I'm in Bangor, Maine here. Uh, Derry, Maine which is home of Stephen King. Uh, and Mm -hmm. uh, he's also a a, famous horror author obviously Mm -hmm. Um, but you write all kinds of books and stuff like that but we're here to talk about earth divers and then i'd love to talk Mm -hmm. about some other stuff too but uh so earth divers Mm -hmm. idw uh artist davide yeah davide john felice yep Wow, yeah, I got that right. Look at that. i am always yeah. names are always hard to get. and as uh, Juana La Fuente, <laughs> I did colors yeah. and letters by Steven uh, Wands. And this yep. actually comes out uh, as a podcast on Wednesday, November second, which I believe okay. is Earth That's Divers a- 2. It is, yeah. look at that. Um, me yeah. just say a group of native activists who go back in time and try to kill Christopher Columbus to stop the founding of America and save the world. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so, how did you come up with this <laughs> mm-hmm. this comic book in the first place?
1: you know i think i think it's been like hiding inside me since elementary school actually like i remember being in the back of fourth fifth grade history class and you know hearing the um the gospel of christopher columbus and and thinking um he discovered us you know he discovered a place like we were already here and and he's like being made into this big hero and by that time of course i knew that you know he had enslaved us and um done all in infected us with all kinds of bad you know it it was he it didn't end up good him landing where he landed you know and so i was i remember sitting there thinking well this isn't this is weird you know and so i guess it took like probably 40 45 years for that to percolate up in me (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: it's funny i mean and so this is a story that um you obviously could have told in a novel uh, but ended up in the uh, medium of a comic book are, are you i mean i'm going to ask this question, but I already know the answer to it, but I would like to hear your answer to it. Are you into comic books in general
1: <laughs> i am i've been in the comic book since I was twelve years old since I found my first secret wars issue on the round rack at the gas station I guess but um you know as for why earth divers is a comic book instead of a novel um I really think that if I tried to write it as a novel that I would get snagged up on um the rigging looks this way in a fifteenth century caravel and all that stuff, you know? Um it's better if that stuff is the background and it doesn't get the spotlight, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And that's and that's funny how like I've talked to a couple of people who have written books and comic books mm-hmm. and uh, the partnership you have with your artists and colorists and letterer uh, probably goes a long ways. It actually probably takes some of the pressure off of you. <laughs> you can it write does. the official story and say, okay, now you make it look like the way it looks. I mean, how'd you get yeah. it matched up with uh, uh, Davide and, uh, and those people? Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, we we looked at a lot of artists, of course, and Davide's art just really stood out. So he was he was the easy choice there. But, you know, even before we started drawing the comic book, um, he was sending us sketches of the characters, you know, like maybe they maybe their color is like this, maybe their hair is like that. And so we would like look at six of them and pick this one and then this one. And it was really neat to me how the way that he was drawing these characters, the way he was sketching them out became part of the story like it, it opened up story like doors that I had never considered you know and um and it's it's really been it's really been cool and t- as for artists artists are amazing I don't see like um like I mean writers we're always like every scene is a crowd scene you know which artists aren't the biggest fans of you know but I don't, I don't see how they keep like in in earth divers in 2112 the backdrop is this like cave and mesa and kind of a little area around a river and he has to keep that straight from every angle which just blows mm-hmm. me away having to do that man
0: and that's stuff that i always uh you know t- uh-huh. tip my hat to uh, sequential artists to do that uh-huh. stuff like i'm an artist i design my main thing is designing beer beer can labels uh-huh. uh for uh-huh. a brewery um but i do one static image and that's all uh-huh. i do there's no sequential part of it and the idea of being you know, able to sequentially draw the same character over and over again like you yeah. mentioned from a different angle even it's pretty crazy yeah. so that really
1: is it's it they must know it in a way that i'll never know it you know like this <laughs> they must know this face in a way i'll never know this face you know? yeah, yeah.
0: And, and do you uh as you were as you were mm-hmm. obviously you had the script going and so so on mm-hmm. and so forth uh did you have any input on the art or did you let mm-hmm. the artist yeah. just take over
1: no, um the way I mean the way it works I'm sure it's the way it works for most people. Okay. I, I do the I do the script and then my editor we go back and forth a few times trying to get the script in shape, you know, figuring out where the page turns are and all that stuff. And and then um Davide gives us like it's like thumbnails of what about this layout, you know, and so we 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 generally approve everything he says cuz he has a much better visual sense than we do and then he'll put it in pencils and give us a look at the pencils and we do some adjustments at the pencil level because like I might sketch out a page um, I mean I might write a page that say it has six panels which to me really means it has six story beats you know and and then Davide will come in and maybe he gives it eight panels maybe he gives it five panels and and it's not that he's like swallowing or dilating any um certain panel he's just he's figuring out the way it works from panel to panel and tier to tier and everything. And but sometimes that takes a little adjustment afterwards. to get the story beats to line up with everything, you know?
0: That's good. I mean, that's awesome. And it also must be, I mean, you've written over or almost 30 books, but like, yeah. this is a team effort too. It must yeah. be nice. Uh, is there something, i mean, obviously like mentioned the benefits of that, of having the input from other people, but mm-hmm. like, As myself, sometimes I just feel like I need to get things done myself because Mm. I know what I'm Mm -hmm. doing and I can just move forward and there's no hangups with other people. I mean, obviously you have publishers and things like that around it too, but is it, do you find it more difficult, easier, Mm. a little bit of both? It's um,
1: comic books are a lot busier than novels. Like there's a lot more back and forth. Like there's different stages. There's back and forth with the editor, back and forth with the the artist, back and forth with the colorist, back and forth with the letterer. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not talking like back and forth like we have we spar with each other. It's it's always it's always, it's always nice, but um, but with a novel it's just me and an editor. I mean, mm-hmm. marketing will get involved, um copy editors and proofreaders will get involved, but those are all much lesser. Those are not as deep of dives, mm-hmm. I guess. But every dive with the comic book seems to be a really deep dive and it's a very very um time-consuming process, yeah.
0: And having to mm-hmm. like, you know, create an issue that's, you know, 25-30 mm-hmm. pages long and then yeah. have to end it a certain way that makes me as a character or the reader go oh, I really want to pick up Earth Diaries number two. Uh, Whereas a novel, you have a lot longer period of time before. And sometimes they're not connected. I mean, I know you do have some connected novels, but like sometimes it's just, that's it. And and hopefully people like your writing enough that they'll pick another book up that's not connected.
1: Exactly, yeah. With this serial or episodic storytelling is a different different animal for me. And I'm having to figure it out because you're right, it's like every... Every little dramatic arc has to crest and then come back down for the next issue and crest and come back down, you know, it's it's neat to think like that, but um, you're right it is very tricky but to tell you the truth it's the same way every individual issue works because every page turn has to be a little bit of a surprise, yeah. you know that's why that's why you stage the splash pages on the even number pages and everything.
0: And as a, as a horror or not just a horror author, yeah. but like you wrote, write horror books, uh, mm-hmm. I've had this conversation with other people too about how um, jump scares and things like that mm-hmm. in comic books. I know obviously this is not really in the sense yeah. uh, straight up horror book, but I'm just saying like yeah. the idea that in a book you can just continue writing, but a jump scares can't mm-hmm. be on the back bottom page the right bottom page of the thing because you're yeah. going to see that you're going to get yeah, to that before exactly. it actually gets it. you have to be on the next page and some of that stuff was yeah. like that uh, uh mm-hmm. you know earth divers one came out about a month ago so mm-hmm. i don't like to uh as much you know ruin it for people mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. i would like to leave a little bit of a warning to anybody who's going to listen to this that if there is a spoiler on accident mm-hmm. you know be aware yeah. of it and, and read yeah. earth Divers number one before you come back and finish listening to this but yeah um yeah. But there is some graphicness to it and you do get mm-hmm. that on i think you know when you turn the page and in, in, in he's in, mm-hmm. in the past there's some graphic moments there that uh you would ruin it almost if it was at the bottom yeah. right part
1: of the yeah page. and not, not just not just graphic moments but like moments of awe and splendor yeah. like um when you in the first like seven pages i think page six and seven you turn the page and you see the nina the pinta the santa yep. maria big on two page spread and that like that kind of takes your breath away a little bit you know
0: yeah. and it's funny how you mentioned that that page uh, i wrote yeah. in my notes as i was reading the uh, reading the comic uh yeah. was that you mentioned being in school and this coming to yeah. you or the idea of it behind school yeah. is the idea that i don't think i've ever would have read a comic book that had the need the fit in the santa maria mm-hmm. in it i don't mm-hmm. think it would have been one of those comic books that i picked yeah. up and i think that if it was one of those comic books that i picked up as a uh you know white privileged mm-hmm. male it would have been in the idea of celebrating Christopher Columbus instead of yeah. uh, the way that obviously we want to portray it in this comic book and yeah. so it's just kind of funny when I read it I was like I just never thought I'm mean, never think of superheroes <laughs> and things like that but actually seeing the the ships in a way that I was bored in a history class trying to learn about yeah. this thing yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, kind, it's I, kind of like
1: it what's that old there's that old issue it's like a standalone where Wolverine is in a concentration camp do you remember yes. that I don't know if you, yeah, yeah yeah and I love that. It's like no dialogue, right? Yes. It's it's, it's all quiet and and like t- to tell you the truth, when I'm looking for a good time reading, I don't necessarily go to the concentration camp shelf. Yes. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but exactly. I, I, I mean, I'm I'm not which I love mouse. Don't get me wrong. Yes. You know? I mean, I think we all need to educate ourselves and know what terrible stuff happened. But all the same, sometimes you just want a happy Spider Man story.
0: <laughs> <you know? laughs> well, that's now you to balance it out. I, I, I know there's yeah. one of my favorite comic books of all time is Nailbiter uh, by mm-hmm. Joshua. Oh Wilson. yeah. And, I, and I felt myself that certain issues that if I read them in bed before I was going to bed, I'd have nightmares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like yeah. sometimes you just need to finish up with a little bit of a, a you know, Spider-Man in Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man yeah. or something like that.
1: Yeah, kind of kind of <laughs> like a palate cleanser. But no, I, lo- I love nail butter. I'm so yeah. I'm I'm kind of sad because I've got the like those big hardcovers I did of the first like three volumes. I've got the yeah. first two but I never could find the third one. So it's, in, I'm forever incomplete, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, completionists like that, you know, as comic book collectors, that's the way it is. Right. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I, I talked to um, the guys who created um, the free speech handbook a while back uh-huh. uh, okay. and it was uh, Ian Rosenberg and Mike Cavallaro. And I had a conversation with them about learning something too in comic mm-hmm. books. They like could use comic books as mm-hmm. a teaching uh, medium as well, and, and mm-hmm. in this sense, trying to correct some of the teaching. Yeah. But in a weird way, it's a weird way. Obviously, mm-hmm. this is not this is fiction. Yeah. Everybody, just to let you know, this is not based in true, yeah. true life. Um, yeah. But the idea that tr- teaching people of some of the the stuff that we shouldn't be celebrating and why, mm-hmm. like Maine, right now, uh, we're Indigenous People Day, is and happens mm-hmm. in October. Um, mm-hmm. But learning from this and teaching people from comic books as well as yeah. uh, just entertaining people. Yeah,
1: no, I totally agree. And yeah, this isn't really like edutainment for sure, but all the same, it is definitely steeped in history. You mm-hmm. know, like this was my first novel, or not for this, I'm calling it a novel because it's mm-hmm. gonna be so long. But um, yeah. this is my first, my first story that I've actually had to do really hands-on, not hands-on, but I've had to do research for. I had to read a lot of Christopher Columbus books and just read the logs and all that kind of stuff. And I also had to make decisions like. Do I want to like? You can find a manifest for the crew, and yeah. I'll, and so I had to decide: Do I want to use these actual names, or do I don't want to make up some likely names? And I ended up making up names because I felt bad indicting anybody but Columbus, because the rest of the people were just like pulling a check. You know, mm-hmm. they they were just working nine to five, or yes. probably like um, midnight to midnight. You yes, know, so midnight ship. to one a.m.
0: the next <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those things that I think it's. Uh, I've learned over the years, even just not even mm-hmm. being historical but mm-hmm. i've learned over the years that i need a touch the my favorite comic books are the real life in the real life world mm-hmm. with a touch of unbelievable and, yeah. and, and that's what earth divers have because it has like that real life world like all this stuff mm-hmm. really happened in mm-hmm. that touch of time travel <laughs> yeah that yeah. that makes it unbelievable to the real world uh, yeah. and that's like i said with nail it's like that touch of unbelievable or or, or it is yeah. you know something's killing the children is that something is yeah. that that so there's that touch of that and i told my comic book the store owner and i was like that's what mm-hmm. i love nowadays like i could read superheroes mm-hmm. all day long but mm-hmm. something that goes you turn the page and go this could be real yeah and, then, oh, and then no. i felt like that was something that earth neighbors gave me which is like if time well, travel existed yeah. it could be real <laughs> yeah well thank you very much yeah. but you know also talking
1: about like the research and the like historical i don't know accurateness or whatever yes. um I, I what I discovered, which i'd never since I'd never done research, I didn't know this, but the research can provide like a scaffolding for what like for the shape of the story. I never knew that because like when with with this first voyage, I had to figure out when they see this, when they see that, when this storm came, and all that, and that became really important, like milestones along the way of crossing the Atlantic. It was really, really helpful
0: and and I guess it could be helpful and hindrance in the idea that you said like the structure mm. to it is that mm. if you have a real life ships you don't have to worry about trying to name the ships you know what they are yeah exactly exactly <laughs> take some yeah, pressure yeah. off on naming things but then also there yeah. are, will be people out there if you don't get something accurate that attack yeah. you on twitter or facebook yeah. or anything like that and say hey that wasn't true and no have we, we, them, I, it's a comp book
1: <laughs> yeah we actually had a last minute fix and that specifically speaks to that um and i forget which issue i want to say it might even be an issue too um I have somebody at the wheel of the ship and they're like, they're hauling. It's kind of jokey. They're hauling on it this way and this way. And then I got to doing some, some research and it turns out that those steering wheels that we see on, that we associate with these old timey ships were not a thing in 1492. They had, <laughs> they had like a big stick on a rudder basically, you know? And, and so we had to redo everything such that it was a rudder and not a steering wheel.
0: <laughs> That's pretty funny. It reminds <laughs> me of, I think I saw behind the scene thing about Big Bang Theory, the TV show. You mm-hmm. that they actually had like staff scientists on oh, the payroll wow. because they wanted oh, to make sure that when, you know, Sheldon said certain things on TV, that it wasn't, he wasn't just spouting nonsense that he actually was scientifically correct on the things he was saying. And, oh, and again, cool. like doing that research helps you so that you don't get like, yeah. the internet's yeah. very harmful to people. <laughs> so you don't want to get, you know. <laughs> out to the pasture because you made a mistake but put yeah. a steering wheel in there instead of a, yeah. a stick. Yeah. But uh yeah,
1: but you know, also there's 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 stuff we don't know about. Like we yeah. still don't know exactly what um Columbus's like language he spoke was. We know he spoke all these different languages, but we're not sure which one was the one he like did every day, you know? Mm-hmm. And um like his journal, his logs may be in Latin, and he was on a Spanish ship, so he spoke Spanish. And we assume he spoke Portuguese because everybody spoke, all the mariners spoke Portuguese back then, but he also had Genovese, you know, from, yeah. from Italy. And yeah, so it's it's weird. It's weird that uh, that we can have an historical figure that, that's this like important, and we don't know what language he spoke. That's, that's And crazy. he had his
0: own day. <laughs> yeah, I
1: <laughs> know. <no. laughs>
0: but uh, you mentioned, and you get a creative yeah. way, and it was a very creative. Yeah. By hearing mm. you say that, it also that's a very creative way of explaining that almost in the comic book, too. It's not like you didn't come out and say exactly yeah. what you just said, but the yeah. idea that he kind of like basically goes back in time and goes, oh, English. And then like, you know, like he just like was like, like oh, and then Portuguese, he mentions it. And so that's a really cool way of explaining it oh, without explaining it. And, um, you. you know, and that's something that, again, mm. you get to make up in a sense. But mm. it, it's hard for us as English speaking people to mm-hmm. read a comic book if you if say he spoke portuguese yeah. the entire time it's very hard for you to read an entire comic book in portuguese yeah. obviously would everything rare. would have to have little brackets <laughs> around it saying translated portuguese i know and, and i
1: didn't and i didn't want to do those sharp brackets you know yeah. i mean i'm nothing nothing against them but i thought it would slow the reading down a lot <laughs> you know yeah
0: it, it, it's one of those weird things i, I do think that like hmm. historical movies that are all in english that you know weren't yeah uh, but then people are apprehensive to subtitles and all those stuff yeah. too so. Yeah. Not I, knowing I liked... and then just putting it in English? Yeah. It's a hard idea. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I always like that trick they use in um, The Hunt for Red October where, you know, um, Sean Connery, I guess he's a Russian captain. And, they, yeah. and the camera zooms in on him speaking Russian and zooms out and he speaks English as it zooms out. And that's just yeah. an amazing little trick, I think, you know. Uh,
0: and like I said, and that's the way that you kind of did that similar thing yeah. with the way that explaining that, you know, he knows all these different languages. And that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. why he was the one chosen mm-hmm. to go back in time and i mm-hmm. you know as i speak about that too is it's it's cool to see um you remind me of the um uh, uh native uh group with different characters which they're yeah from, where they're from. there's
1: tat tat is the one that goes back and then there's sasha and emily and yellow kid
0: okay yeah and they're yeah. from four different tribes yeah right yeah and yeah. and they um they complain and argue obviously about who gets to go back and, and mm-hmm. so on um and someone has to have someone has to go back and they they can't return that's the whole reason yeah. why it's a it's a problem is the sacrifice yeah. that they have to do for yeah. something that that affects them really mm-hmm. but really they're doing it for the greater good and the greater group mm-hmm. of people in the greater world which is crazy yeah. to think about and that's one thing yeah. i read it twice three times and it wasn't until the second time i wrote through read through that that really came home to me was that oh, fact man. that sacrifice in it uh which is pretty Thank cool you. to put in there and and it's it's a uh, it's something that i always think of myself would i be able to do? <laughs> yeah
1: yeah <laughs> i know i know but, um, I mean,
0: again it's hard for me it's the same thing i explain it i used to have a co-host who has to had uh, to move away but um yeah. we've had talked about this before and he was a privileged white male and, mm-hmm. and it's hard for us sometimes to have conversations mm-hmm. and be like Oh, I know exactly how they feel. And I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know how they feel. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah, a pretty yeah, good yeah. life and I don't usually struggle that often. And, and and it's not like, I don't want to be celebrated yeah. for it, but it's like, I yeah. don't know. I can't help myself because I was yeah. born this way. And, yeah. and, and so obviously you have a different upbringing, mm. and different culture around mm. you. And so it's a little bit easier for you to understand and type these things out more than I would
1: yeah but I'm, I'm I'm sure i'm bound by privileges i have too you know yes, i think I think, yeah. I think we i think we all are and we don't we're not even aware of them and and i think what you're doing is wonderful that if you can just be aware of them in the first place that's the that's the first important step you know
0: mm-hmm. i think yeah and i and like i said it's not like i'm saving the world myself by buying your book and reading it yeah but it yeah. just like i said it opens up the culture to the fact that i'm not just reading yeah We talked about my comic book store owner we have a book club every month Uh and uh uh, and and this is one of the books that once you get to the point where it's in a trade we do Uh trades and i said this is one of the ones i'll recommend for us to read in a trade which would be kind of cool um but is um that the reason we're changing some of these marvel characters in the mcu Uh (laughs) is because Uh back in the day when they were created all they created was powerful white men so we have to have some changes to make it more current and and so uh i feel like reading something that explores a little bit more is always nice to see that too with earth divers in in that sense too Uh, And i'm I'm sure i I said i haven't got a chance i just told you at the beginning that i just found out you existed which is not it's it's i wish i knew but with 30, 30 <laughs> books out there, I probably should have known. Um, but I did go out to the store this weekend and purchase uh, oh, thank you. My Heart as a Chainsaw. My oh, Heart as a Chainsaw, nice,
1: nice. And so
0: I, I, I do have that and I'm going yeah. to read it. Um, yeah. And I'm excited to read it. And so I'm sure you deal with these things in all of your stuff too. I, I'm mm-hmm. just focusing right now on the comic book, but I'm sure you deal with, yeah. uh, uh, you know, the different cultures and stuff like that in your yeah. other books as well. I just yeah, want to make sure, sure that people know that I, I'll, yeah. I'll admit it and I won't lie that I haven't read anything, but I'm planning <laughs> to.
1: Right. So it's all right. Thank you. Thank you very much. I hope you dig Chainsaw. Yeah.
0: I'm excited. They didn't. That's the only one they had it, at the bookstore. We're, we're yeah. Bangor, Maine, is very. Um, it's a city, but it's a rural yeah. city, yeah. and we've got one big bookstore. And then my buddy owns a, a, a bookstore in downtown. Uh, but he was it was Halloween, walking of kids downtown mm-hmm. over the weekend, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he had a little bit of a preoccupied to help me find things in his very chaotic store, yeah. Um, yeah. which yeah. he's gonna probably listen to this because he's a big fan of yeah. yours and yeah. so yeah. he's probably gonna yell at me because they call the store chaotic but <laughs> i'll go back and I, I forgot my wallet anyway so he knows that i was like i had a book on hold uh written by a former UMaine football player i had a book on hold and i was like oh i'll pick it up this week you know it's been on hold for like two months and i was like but my wa- my wife had walked out with my son and took oh, my yeah. wallet with him, yeah, with her, and yeah, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I'll be yeah. back."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, but talking to Bangor, I was just talking to um, the Kingcast guys, um, um, Scott Wampler and Eric Vespi, and they were they were just in Bangor during an event, and uh, they said Bangor is the coolest town. If I if when I'm on tour for this next book I have, yeah. Don't for the Reaper, they said I've got to try to go through Bangor because yeah. it's everything. It's everything good.
0: You know, it's, it's really fun. And we had yeah, we we had a com- local comic con called Weekend of the Wicked recently that mm-hmm. had you know. Um, the four or five of the original it kids oh wow. and uh john Piano, who does uh he did huh. the it documentary on how they made wow. the original 1990 uh thing in there and then bart mixon who did the uh, special effects for the wow. paint and makeup for um wow. uh pennywise there yeah. and he um it was really cool to see all of them there but then it was kind of funny you actually probably appreciate this story story mm. um a couple weekends ago on a friday night i was just i instagram scrolling through and mm, charles mm. soul came up on his instagram and he mm. was standing in front of stephen king's house in bangor
1: <laughs> okay oh, yeah, charles yeah, is yeah. from
0: or lives in brooklyn uh author mm. a couple you know new york times mm. bestseller author as well but also writes star wars comic books and, and mm. so on and i text my buddy who owns the local comic book shop and i said hey man what is he doing in bangor like there's nothing going on here it just mm. happens to be mm. here uh, and, and he says, I don't know. And so we ended up going into my buddy's comic book shop the next day and signed a bunch of stuff, just said, Hey man, I want to buy it, bought mm. some stuff. Oh, but I thought mm. it was funny. I was like, how often do you think people visit Stephen yeah. King's house and stand yeah. in front and take a photo that we have no idea here. <laughs> I bet so it's so. Awesome. Yeah. You could just yeah. come up here. You could have a, you know, Portland's more of the bigger city, So you can come up and do your yeah. bookstop in Portland and just say, you know what, yeah. taking an extra day, driving a couple hours North, hitting Bangor and then going to my next spot. And Perfect. no one would ever even know you were here because nice, you know, nice, unless um, you promote yeah, it, uh, yeah, yeah it doesn't happen. But, yeah, but if you come up yeah. to Bangor, you want one? Briar yeah. Patch at downtown Bangor, I'll send yeah. your your people okay. some thing. Okay. They'd love probably to have you come do a book signing okay. and stuff like that okay. there. So he's. He's a good That's fan it. of yours, so you. um, <laughs> tangent there for Bangor Maine. Bangor Maine's great; it really is, and, <laughs> yeah. and it is the backdrop. Nothing has really been filmed here for Stephen King stuff, but it is the mm-hmm. backdrop to his stories. Uh, we yeah. consider Dairy Maine where we are right yeah. here, and and uh, yeah. man, it's fine. Um, speaking of that, I just yeah. got into horror stuff recently, so yeah. I just like binged all of the horror movies in the past month, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and I'm, I'm I'm loving it. Rosemary's Baby was great yeah halloween was great but uh -hmm. yeah now i gotta get into some Mm -hmm. books right yeah man yeah a book (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and so back to the back to the focus here right yeah um writing novels versus comic books would Mm -hmm. you still side with novels over comic books or is it Mm.
1: yeah a little bit of you know i think um back when i was 19 and i first started writing fiction if I would have had, if I would have had just even the slightest most overgrown like inroad to comic books, I think I would have gone comic books and never gone to fiction. You know, because I, I mean, I read a lot of novels, you know, in my adolescence, but I probably read more comic books. You know, like mm-hmm. I always felt like comic books saved my life, and um, and and so therefore I feel like um, i related to them in a different, more fundamental way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but um that the, the, you know as, as everybody knows the hard part about comic books is um if you can write that doesn't mean you can draw you mm-hmm. know and it's hard to like kidnap an artist and lock them in your basement and say draw for me you know yes, that exactly. doesn't go over
0: very well <laughs> doesn't produce the best work um well, so i feel it sounds novels. like a good story though you can make a it novel does. out of that <laughs> <laughs> it's like bleeding hands from like drawing you know? and yeah, there you
1: go uh, exactly um but um so i fell into novels and fiction and i've been doing that forever and ever and i love that and i'll never get out of that but I do want to stay in comics that this this to me doesn't feel like a detour from which I return in a few months this feels like another home you know yeah. uh, this is somewhere where I'm going to stay I don't know how many titles I can maintain that's the trick um I noticed that like like you'll see like um Scott Snyder or Jeff yeah. Lemire or all them guys they'll do like so many titles at once and it just blows my mind how can you I mean how can you write it well enough the first time that you can just hand it off to an artist and they can do it perfect you know that that I mean, maybe, maybe that's a degree of ability that I uh, I can someday hope to hope to rise to, but I'm definitely not there yet. Um,
0: well, I mean, maybe ten issues into Earth Divers, you know, yeah, you you have your relationship with your colorist and your artist that you just able are able to do that, and that's something yeah. that if you look at some of these people, you know, mm-hmm. Jeff Lemire always mm-hmm. and always has, Andrea Sorrentino has been his like go to person, mm-hmm. and so on. And same, mm-hmm. the other one is James Tiny, and yeah, he just like he's got like seven best-selling comic books out there at yeah. once and then he's like writing yeah. substack and doing all this stuff and i'm like how are you human i know <laughs> that's it's, it's a, a lot of
1: work man um but the, the trick is i'll keep writing novels and novellas yeah. and stories too you know mm-hmm. so that'll always that'll always be at least half of my output you know but i do want to i like it's always been like Seeing Earth Divers mm-hmm. on the new shelf at my local comic book store, Time Warp here in Boulder, that was the most magical feeling to me because I because I'm there every Wednesday. Like I pick up my bag and then I go okay. troll the new the new stuff to see what I'm what am I missing, you know? And it's just so. Fulfilling, and it feels like a circle closing to see my stuff on that shelf.
0: You know, it's really cool. I know I mean, when I was first time I saw one of my camp, beer cans in, the, in a convenience store to walk yeah. up there, I was just like, I, you know, I made a poster. We had an event in New York City. A poster was hanging up on a wall in New York City. And mm-hmm. I always told people jokingly that my art is hanging in New York City because yeah, I mean that's a pretty yeah. big thing.
1: That is, it <laughs> but is, no man. one knew
0: it was on a bar wall advertising an event. But <laughs> that's semantics, cool, no, right? Yeah, um But yeah, yeah, you know, it's a really cool thing to see. And, and it, being a comic book fan. And mm-hmm. seeing that it must be a really cool thing. And you can, people, two things. One is you write something and you give it to your artist, then you could go write mm-hmm. a novel, not like yeah. you could write some of your novel yeah. and then go back yeah. and forth. Plus, people are forgiving in the comic book world, I think, for little hiatuses. Yeah. So if you did volume yeah. one of Earth Divers and then waited a little bit, yeah. and then volume two, people, I think yeah. most of us are understanding that we've got yeah. so much stuff to read in the first place That's that true. it's nice to have a break to go to something. Else. That's true. That's true. I mean, and what's his yeah. name? Um, uh, saga. Brian K Vaughn yeah. took like three years off. <laughs> he did. I know, man. It just made us hungrier and hungrier.
1: Oh, that was nice. Um, but, you know, talking about those hiatuses, yeah. our, you know, the plan for Earth Divers is to do three arcs of six issues each. However, in between those arcs, to keep it a monthly book, we're going to do a series of one shots just so it'll stay on the shelf, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, Which is awesome. And that's something yeah. that I wish that some other people did too. Yeah. Um, for sure on that yeah. too. Um, but, so you mentioned, so Earth Devers number two comes out when this drops. So today, so grab mm-hmm. that LCS. Uh, and if people haven't, if there is some copies, make sure you pick up Earth Devers number one, mm-hmm. of course. And if, like I said, I've always said, I, I like, I'm a big floppies guy. Like I like yep. to read my physical copies. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Excuse me. But if mm-hmm. you can't get out of your LCS, there are digital options. So make sure, yep. make sure you read option or, uh, number one before you get obviously number two. Yeah. And then have yeah, them yeah, if you it. like it. Have your LCS get them issue three in someone and so on and get it in your in your poll box for sure. Um, for sure. And you also uh, wrote on Indigenous Voices, number one, from Marvel Voices. Yep. Uh, that was your technically your first Fourier into comic books, right?
1: Well, well, no, actually. Oh, um, really? No, I had done. Shoot, it's been a few years now. I'm a, I'm a professor at University of Colorado okay. Boulder yeah. and we had the Shakespeare's first folio like it was oh. on a trap it was like on a tour like Molly mm-hmm. Crue you know and it came and it came through CU to you know have a display for a few days and all that and and it was such a big thing a big event that they um, asked me to write a comic book for it oh. I worked with this a good comic book artist and so we got that single issue out it it's just a freebie but it was yeah. like A mad like that's probably the longest signing line I've ever worked. It lasted (laughs) like two or three hours, you know. So that was officially my first comic. But okay, in twenty was it twenty seventeen? I did a really experimental comic called My Hero, and I did it as a as a published script that has weird, almost illustrations. It's really it's it's really um not your usual comic book at all. It's it's really close to my heart, but it's also not the it's like doing a comic book without pictures is not the way to do a bestseller, you know, but, but still, I, I felt like I had to do it. And then, what was it last year? Maybe I did a book, a little graphic novel called Memorial Ride with University okay. of Mex- Mexico Press, which was their first um, graphic foray. But, um, but yes, Earth Divers is my first, um, monthly comic oh, and no. my first comic with a big house, you know, mm-hmm. and it makes, and it's such a different experience because, um, all my other comic stuff is pretty much. I was pretty much in the the fiction model like i write the script and that like that's my job i'm done you know but with idw it's such a collaboration every step of the way it's um i'm involved with it which is wonderful i can i can really um help steer things and also probably mess things up you know but um in, uh, but I love the process. I love, yeah. or I love, I love the product that that process produces. You know. Yes, <laughs> that makes sense. And, and,
0: I, and I heard good things about IDW. A good friend of mine, Ben Bishop, mm-hmm. who writes on, mm-hmm. or draws on the now Last Ronin, TMNT, Last Ronin oh, okay. stuff. Nice. Uh, he's from Westbrook, Maine, Portland, Maine area. And yeah. he uh, he says the relationship with the IDW and things like that mm-hmm. are really good too. He was actually mm-hmm. on uh, his artwork as the variant cover for yeah, that's, uh, that's a, a IDW a, exclusive. Um,
1: that's that's the cover i know of that book yeah yeah yeah
0: and so yeah he always says idw is a pretty good uh, uh spot mm-hmm. to be at and, and mm-hmm. so and i think that idw is putting out some great stuff and seeing yep. the earth divers was on that was was made me happy too so yep. um but that's that's comic books. i mean you, you said you you mentioned a book what's the next novel uh you got coming out
1: oh the next novel let me see if i can shake yeah. my junk off it it's don't Fear the reaper i don't have my there camera um, i oh, can't good. see myself all right, all right um, It's the sequel to My Heart Is a Chainsaw. Like My Heart Is a Chainsaw is gonna be it's a trilogy, and so I I turned the third one in already. But yeah, Don't Fear the Reaper. It's a slasher. That's my next book. My most recent book was Babysitter Lives in August, the audio novel. But um, but all between that, it's Earth Divers. Earth Divers. Earth Divers. Earth Divers. Uh, Earth Divers.
0: Divers. Yeah. (laughs) And 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 I want to get into one more thing, and we'll we'll finish up here. But um, so Earth Divers was is also maybe making its debut in something else at some point in yeah. the future i know it takes a long time yeah. for it to make this thing yeah. but uh it yeah. might be on tv at some point is that true
1: yeah yeah 20th television picked it up and um we just had a meeting last week i believe we've got a really really um quality showrunner i can't say who it is That's fine, yeah. but um everybody behind the scenes like the people who actually you know have the their finger on the green light button yeah are just they're just saying do it do it do it you know and, the, and so it feels like it's going to happen and i think the fact that earth divers like it sold out in two days you know and yeah. they go into a second printing i think that that kind of makes studios like look over there you know mm.
0: yeah. it, it's funny how seeing this nowadays too because obviously the news of this uh you obviously had an uh, interview with uh, another publication and uh-huh. that where you said it had been picked up by that news had dropped obviously before earth divers yeah. number one even hit the shelves it yeah. seems like local like i wrote an article a number of months ago about comic books that should be optioned for tv or movies mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. put one in there grim from boom studios is a really great comic book that i really like right yeah, now yeah, and the first yeah. it was only after the first issue where i was like this would make a great you know screen project mm-hmm. and someone mm-hmm. commented which obviously comments on the internet are crazy yeah. about how we have no right to say that because only one issue has been out and i'm thinking to myself i'm like there have yeah. been multiple things nowadays yeah. where one issue yeah. is out or more or, or a few issues yeah. are out and tv yeah. chat they're trying to create things off of great storylines. And if yeah. you have a great storyline in a comic book, I don't understand why they would take it before it's out.
1: No, I totally agree. And, you know, talking talking adaptations of comic books to, to feature or television, um, I do feel like the last like eight or 10 years, there's been a um, kind of an upswell of like screenwriters will have a project that they can't sell. And so the studio will say, if this was pre-existing IP, we might buy it. So they go out and kind of, you know, if, it's almost like they turn a script into a storyboard and then color it. You know, yes, and, and, and then that, then they sell that. That graphic novel comes out in whatever format or what from whatever house, and maybe they sell that. You know, but I worry about that dynamic too because I yeah. feel like. I feel like those projects are possibly not like maximizing the comic book form. Yes. You know? Like like with earth divers, I'm never thinking about adaptation. Yeah. I'm thinking what's the most I can do with this page. What's the most mm-hmm. I can do with this tier, with this panel, with this image, with this line of dialogue, you know? And like, I always want to be like, I love the comic book form. I love the freedoms it provides, you know, and I want to maximize that in
0: every way I can. And you can tell it sometimes I read a book and I'm like, this seems mm. like it was crafted to be something else. You yeah. can feel that. Yeah. You but and then you have the feel the books are like this is never gonna be on TV. And then you have yeah. something like in the middle of the Earth Divers where you can see how it can be made into mm. something else. Mm um but it lives in the storylines in comic book form yeah. which is good yeah. and, and you know and that's that's something like that medium in there is great to see and, and obviously yeah. as you know an adaptation you're not going to have full control over in the first place anyway yeah. so if you yeah. do something in the comic book they could change the person's name or whatever likely yeah. In, in, yeah. in the future so getting hung mm-hmm. up on that now would be yeah uh, you know might be worthless in the in the no, long
1: run. it might be yeah for, for something to become television they have to externalize all the internal yeah. turmoil and doing that often requires is like throwing up a mirror character who doesn't mm-hmm. exist in the comic book or the whatever you know
0: yeah. and we've seen that with the walking dead if anybody's a walking dead tv yeah. show fan we've definitely yeah. seen that i can reread yeah. all 193 issues not sure i can watch the whole tv show over and over, <laughs> and over, and over again uh, on that too uh and then lastly yeah. just quickly i mean are you reading anything right now anything current or or past i mean obviously we know you love uh you mm-hmm. mentioned uh secret wars uh back in the yeah. 80s but like is yeah. there anything else you're reading right now novel wise yeah, or not- comic book
1: you know, we were talking Tinian earlier. I just yeah. read like two days ago, The Closet. You know, the first volume of The Closet. That, those, that, that, that. I'm kind of worried for that kid. You know,
0: <laughs> and, I want to show it to my kid. Right, my kid's 18 months old. <laughs> I'll be like, I read this. They know. You write yeah. up. So, yes. No, I, th- I think that is the kind of book that makes you be a
1: better parent. You know, like I, I should listen to this kid when <laughs> this he says something. Weird. You know, he's not. He's
0: not lying. There is something in the closet. <laughs>
1: I know. And I think the day before that, what did I read? Oh, straight dogs. Straight dogs yeah. is pretty fun. You know, yeah. that was that yeah. was kind of wicked. You know? Yeah. Um, it, it was it was like it's weird when you like like hotwire or hybridize two completely like remote things, you know, like this is a serial killer story, but it's also like a all dogs go to heaven yep. story, you
0: know. And um I, I had uh, a Tony Fleece on, on the podcast uh um, oh, wow. I don't know, last year. And uh, it was interesting to see his his take on it, too. And then he uh, came up to this area, actually, to do a Comic-Con and, and uh, meet him. And uh, he's – that book is – that's also somewhere headed towards TV. And, and that uh, dark animation is going to be something that's yeah. going to throw a lot of parents for a loop. They're going to yeah, have literally. to have some sort of splash screen at the beginning. It's like, <laughs> this is not all dogs go to heaven. <laughs>
1: sure and i guess wait waiting and wait i just got a call that um my next benjamin percy wolverine is in so i gotta go go, go. uh, you know yeah yeah uh, yeah. i love benjamin percy and i love wolverine
0: so it's a great pairing you know (laughs) yeah exactly that's to say i always i'm going to these people are asking me where the the recent marvel world has not been Mm -hmm. my favorite but uh, uh, my my Uh, comic book store owner and I are going to do an end of the year best comic books of 2022. And and I'm trying to put this list together. And I was thinking I'm a big Marvel person. Like Marvel's been my thing since I was young. Um, I was trying to think, do I throw a 10, number 10, do I throw a Marvel book in there just to have a Marvel book on the list? Or am I going completely independent this year? And and we'll see. There's definitely some independent letters, some some storylines and some artists and some uh, authors that are good. I'm just independent to me this year has been like the the goal and the key thing uh, for me.
1: Well, I guess, I guess, I guess, um, talking big house, big like independent versus yeah. big house, like Snyder has been DC yeah. forever, but now Snyder's everywhere and doing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just read two number ones from him. What is it, Night of the Ghoul and, and Dark Spaces, colon, yep. wildfire? That it's yeah. in the IDW thing with, with yep. me. Um, both like, I, I really like Snyder. He, he almost has like a, a Brian Michael Bendis kind of direction or slant to the stuff he does, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's got a, a density that doesn't
0: slow down the storytelling you yes know, and i really i really appreciate it I, i'm glad you mentioned brian michael bendis he's one of my favorites so he's got a yeah. new book coming out uh this week i think it is really called, uh, the ones oh wow i didn't know that and so uh, yeah all the right. ones it's about like all the different people that were told they're the one oh, in different cultures and generations yeah. and i all together yeah. fighting another the one seems pretty cool I mean, Brian oh, Michael Bendis nice. to me can't do no wrong <laughs> in, yeah, that, in yeah. that sense but uh I you know I yeah. want him to come back to Marvel but that's not going to happen uh <laughs> but yeah it, it's it's a great world of comic books right now and, and like I said you're it just is. you're just you know I don't want to make your head too big but you're just adding to it and well, it's great you. and I'm looking forward to uh, uh picking up issue number two on, on the day this drops so uh again thank you the second printing is it is the second printing out yet or is it coming out um no. i
1: have not i haven't seen on the shelf yet okay. I, it may still be in route in route yeah.
0: okay but when the second printing of that comes out too, pick that up people because it's yeah. definitely worth it and uh you stephengramjones.com yeah yeah and, and or demon
1: theory.net it's the same yeah, thing and i'm only i'm only keywords.
0: on yeah twitter is the only social media i'm on and depending on how long twitter lasts you know i've heard some <laughs> things man i'm not like it's just I I read an article or or post this morning saying people are getting suspended and blocked for no apparent reason right now. And he he brought a sink into, into, to the high quarter. I don't know. Yeah.
1: And well also I saw Stephen King tweeting this morning that they're now asking blue check people to pay $20 a month to maintain their blue check, you know?
0: Well, when you spend $44 billion (laughs) on something that you don't actually even want, I, you know, I understand trying to get your money back out of it, but a little much here. Okay. Oh. Oh, but yeah. Let's keep our fiction. Let's read some fiction some more because I feel like reading things that are nonfiction right now, it just makes me depressed and sad. So I'll continue reading the fiction stuff and get my comic book world. There's bigger things going on in this world, people, (laughs) that you should pay attention to. But you know what? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just need that escape and read some stuff. Uh, One of the nearly 30 novels over here by Stephen Graham Jones. Mm -hmm. And um, pick up this. And it's hard to see right there. Chainsaw hard yeah. as a chainsaw and then pick up earth divers for sure but Thank i really you. appreciate you coming on and talking uh and yeah. let's hope you know maybe we'll get you back on when some more news yeah. happens with the tv show or, or movie, or whatever whatever' gonna happen with it uh, uh or maybe when the book comes out and if you yeah. are i'll look you up when you come up to this area and we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll talk too so for sure i really appreciate it man and have a good day enjoy the rest of your uh halloween you too man take it easy later